Hello guys and welcome back to Mindset of a Day Trader. I know what you guys are thinking. I thought you were going to come back on next Friday. But, you know, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a teaser of a little bit of what that episode's going to look like. And first things first, uh, I'm not a financial advisor. Consider talking to a financial advisor. I'm not a psychologist. So, don't think when I talk about psychology that I'm some sort of expert there. I'm not. But let's get right down to it. Today I traded CNSP. And, um, you know, I took a trade. As I seen that it had a big, big move there from, uh, looks like 218. Let me see here if I can look at it. Yeah, so it opened up there. Two, it looks at 217. And it had a high of 238 on that candle. And I thought to myself, you know, it looks pretty good. Um, you know, at the beginning of the day, it was one of the leading gappers and I didn't like too much the price action on pre-market because it, it kind of topped off, um, at 265 and then it kind of just slowly was working its way down. But, you know, I thought for sure, you know, we can catch a nice good pop. This thing can rip above pre-market high for sure, for sure. Now, how much can you get once the stock breaks pre-market high? You know, for me, I'm always thinking, I always think um, like 10 to like 30%. Um, that is kind of like what you could expect when a stock breaks a pre-market high. Um, so certainly I was looking at it. And of course, it had ways to go from there. But I thought, you know, let me try to get in a, a little bit on that, uh, on that initial kind of... Uh, beginning of the movement and I did I got in and eventually it just kind of went back down there and I didn't like it so I ended up selling it for break even so I took another trade on it uh, right as it broke the pre-market high and I was riding the wave up but then it had a, a very heavy kind of a drop down there that really was not uh, usual by any means but what I saw it just it looked horrific it just was not um, what I thought would happen there you know it had a pull back let me just tell you guys it pulled back a whole eight more than eight percent um, from when it reached 290 and that was ridiculous that was absolutely ridiculous and then again at 310, um, from there, it went as low as 258 for 17% drop. I mean, it was nasty. And then it kind of did, in fact, after that, it ended up kind of almost consolidating right there at the pre-market high. And then finally it ripped up to where it should have been and where I think it would have been more appropriate um which is right there at 330 and that right there is about like 24% from the pre-market high so i mean that's that's what it should have done um from the from the initial you know i should have never uh, i don't think that i should have seen any more than than 3% drops uh, on this and at least 5 the most 5 but 
you know, I got caught in that 8% drop. So I got stopped out with a little bit of a profit, but I was not satisfied. And I ended up having a little bit of FOMO on it. And it, certainly it paid off. Um, I took another trade there as it touched pre-market high uh, around 270. I got in and then eventually I decided to pull out right here. Um, at... Uh, 298 you know for a nice 10 percent gain for myself right there but that was a little bit of fomo and that's not that's not really what i wanted to do and this is and this is the reason why i wanted to do the episode because it's a teaser for what's coming next friday how i'm going to be talking about each and every one of my trades but i was not happy though the fact that i let myself get caught up on the fomo don't ever think that just because it works one time that that's the majority of the time the majority of the time is that it won't work but because it was bouncing off of the pre-market high and because I just knew that this stock was going to be able to have that momentum to go forward, it just took a while. It just took a long time. It should have happened instantaneously right here around 850. And it should have just gone straight up, straight up, straight up, straight up. And I would say maybe about um, 915 to 930, we should have reached... Um, we should have reached that three dollars and thirty cents mark, but it took all the way to like ten twenty four to reach that mark. So I mean, it was a big drops along the way, um, but it did was a little bit of consolidation right there around that pre market, so the pre market high. So I mean, it, it was a it was a nice level to bounce to bounce from, and basically once it broke below the pre market high around looks like around one o'clock almost two o'clock at 150 um it went as low as 241 before going as high as 277 right there around 230 so really pretty much was going up and down um that pre-market high so it, it really respected that level a lot a lot of times and even when it first came back down to touch the pre-market high, uh, 127, it bounced. It had a nice little bounce all the way up um, to 281. So, I mean, you guys don't think that's good money. That's 5%. That's over 5%. So that's good money right there. If you would have taken that bounce. And then it bounced again for 3.68%. And then one last time it bounced. This time it only bounced for 1.92. And then eventually it just ended up going down to 258. And at 153. So. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I had, I had a. Um, I mean, the first trade to break even, I, I don't mind that. I didn't mind that at all. It kind of run me the wrong way. I, I didn't like the fact that it went down that much. But I knew it still had power, so I took another trade. And this trade was cut short. And I, that I did mind because it was it was kind of a ridiculous drop. But, I mean, it already had on that... From, from the peak of when I got in the first trade to the lowest it went before it finally started making its way back up for me to get in on my second trade it actually had dropped 11.45 percent and that's absolutely ridiculous 
absolutely ridiculous that it did that. In my opinion. Uh, no more than five it should have dropped. <clears throat> Somehow it consolidated right here around 2.30. Which, you know, I don't see anything in that level at all. Like There's nothing... There's no re there's nothing suggesting that 230 was this like you know great air well I mean I I could kind of see it was hanging a little bit below 230 in the pre-market so now that I'm looking at it a little bit more clear here I kind of see how that could have been a point of resistance that turned into support at that moment because as soon as this thing shot over the pre-market high that was the new support so i could kind of see it now i i, I could kind of see how that could have been a, a level right there of, of uh support um because it was resistance for a long time uh for a little bit more for about about an hour and 15 minutes it was resistance so i can see it now so obviously that's just not something that i was really acknowledging when I was trading, so you know that they, they, that could be another mistake there that I did. You know, I should have I should have caught that earlier when I was doing it. I should have caught that. Um, maybe would have taken maybe it would have been a smart idea to to take a dip buy right there at two thirty. That would have been nice. And as soon as it broke VWAP, well, as soon as it reached VWAP, I would have already had fifteen percent. So this would have been a really just really really good trade, even if I would have gotten out. Uh, where I got out, I would have had 17% trade. So, eh, you know, it is what it is. The point is, you know, what I've talked to you guys is that, you know, well, one of the strongest emphasis that I really wanted to do the episode today was I, I really just kind of wanted to talk to you guys about, um, if I can come back here. I really wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, you catch a little a little move and you have to just be able to let it go. Now, I wasn't able to do that today, you know, but I just know how these things work. And even though I won, I'm still going to tell you guys not to do that. Don't do that. You know, if you got a small gain then that's what the stock gave you, it is what it is. Sometimes you're going to see it go. Like 15, 20% after it stopped you out. Man, it hurts. It does. That's, those should have been your gains. I know this. I know what you guys are thinking. It should have been your gains. Hell yeah, it is. Man. You are not alone, guys. Uh, you are correct. You know, it should have been yours. It's your money. You know what I'm saying? But... You have to respect the market for what it is. The market doesn't give a shit about you. I could care less about your children. If they have some food to eat. If they live on the street or not. If they have clothes on their back. The market doesn't give a fuck about you or your family. And therefore, your job is to just get whatever the market is willing to give you. And take that and keep moving on. And when you take that little money... Instead of moving on to the next play or waiting for the next play to, uh, you know, for your strategy to come up, and you start to feel this 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 anger, you want revenge. 
because that's your money that's you're supposed to be in your pocket you want to get revenge as soon as you get in i don't know why but like it feels like nine times out of ten as soon as you get in the stock will drop like 15 percent I already know for a fact that when I see those big 15% drops, those drops that I was talking about that look ridiculous, I know for a fact a lot of people bought in on that peak before it dropped. <laughs> you know, it wasn't me. I'm not doing that anymore. I ain't buying no stocks on no peak anymore. I'll buy it, uh, you know, halfway before it reaches a peak. That's like the kind of style that I have right now. I find it myself always buying in like around halfway. Um, and the reason why I do that is because I don't like to fall for for buying these movements at the beginning of the run. Because a lot, sometimes there's so many times where that's a false breakout. And I, you know, done my research. And this is the research that I tell you guys that you have to do over and over and over and over again. For me, there's a higher probability of just always getting caught in these f- false breakouts. And I'm not really going to win a whole lot of money because I'm like constantly losing because I'm falling for these false breakouts. So I'm catching them now at the middle of the move. I ain't, I ain't buying at the peak anymore, but I know for a fact a lot of people are. A lot of people are. So if you look at CNSP in the beginning of the trading day when it reached $2.50, a lot of people bought there. And a lot of people sold once this thing dropped down to like 3.30. And then when those people sold, a lot of people that were smart and they actually paid attention, which I didn't, and I admit it, they bought in on that 3.30 because it was a pre-market about an hour and 15 minutes it was a strong, it was a pretty good level of resistance that became support as soon as it broke over it. A lot of smart traders bought right there, and it had a huge, huge run. And smart traders, when it reached 290, they decided to take a little bit of profits. Guess what? Dropping this down to pre-market high. Smart traders came back in again. The stock goes back up. It goes up to like 2310. Guess what? People, people there were smart. They're taking their profits. This thing starts falling. People that bought it like a three, they start selling. This thing starts falling heavy. It starts dropping to like two seventy-two. Some people buy back in again. Some people sell right here at three. A lot of people are buying at three. A lot of people are buying at three ten. And guess what? People that bought it at three or they bought it at two ninety, they're starting to sell at three ten. The stock starts going down. All of a sudden, people are losing. The people that bought in like a 310, a 3, a three and a 290 that didn't sell because they were greedy. They want a big-ass move. Guess what? They're losing. They're losing. They're losing. This thing goes back down all the way to pre-market high again. And guess what? Smart money comes in, buys, goes back down, buys, goes back down, buys, buys, buys. And then the story keeps going on and on and on. It's the same thing over and over, guys. So, I know it's a little bit difficult if you guys are just hearing the podcast and you're not in front of a trading station. It's probably more difficult, but I hope that you guys could kind of understand what I was saying as I was speaking. I thought it was kind of a, a cool episode to do for you guys. Let me know if you guys like these kind of episodes. 
I'll probably do more of these more often, but you can expect one on Friday. I am going to come back Friday, let you guys know how I did the rest of the week. But I did want to come in, guys, give you guys a little bit of a teaser of what that will be like. I know I'm around the 16-minute mark, and I don't like to keep you guys in too long. Although next Friday, I might actually do a pretty long one. So stay tuned, guys. Listen to the last episode if you haven't. I've been posting a lot more frequently if you haven't noticed. So catch up on all of those episodes. They're all really good. Um, especially if you just love to hear about trading, you know, that's what I do. You know, I'm, I'm writing my book right now. I'm like three chapters in and writing the book. Um, having a lot of fun, uh, just yeah, you know, struggling a little bit too. How how what what I want the book and how long I want the book to be, because I don't like reading long books, and I would assume most people don't. So, but that's just me making an assumption. I don't know anything about books. I want to. Before I leave, though, however, if I can, I want to look at my analytics and I want to send a shout out to my people here. So if you guys give me a second here, I can show you guys. Um, I want to send a shout out to all my people on Apple podcast. Thirty seven point two percent of people listen to me on apple podcast so i appreciate that guys i appreciate you guys listening to me on apple podcast i have no method or any way of knowing if you follow me on apple podcast though um because i i was basically using uh, anchor and anchor got bought off by spotify so it only shows me and this is just brand new for me it just only shows me spotify listeners so you follow me on Apple Podcasts, I have no idea. And any other place, I have no idea if you do. If you follow me on Spotify, it'll show up as a, it'll show up as a follower for me, and I'll be able to tell. So there's 99 of you guys right now I'm trying to get to 100. Um, this is a shameless plug. Tomorrow is my birthday, so please, just one person, give me 100 for my birthday. Uh, so I'll send a shout-out to all my people on Apple Podcasts, my people on Spotify, 24.3. A lot of people just listen to me on the web browser. So that's pretty cool. 15.1% listen to me on the web browser. Pocket Cast, 11.3 of you. Thank you guys a lot. Uh, Podbean, 4.2. Listen to me there. Podcast Addict, 3.8. Google Podcast, 2.1%. And then it shows other 2.1%. So thank you so much, guys. I also want to say thank you to the united states 46 percent of my listeners are from the united states thank you guys i'm in the united states thank you so much for the support thank you to my people in the united kingdom seven percent of you guys listen to me hey i've never been there i hope to be there one day um i want to travel the world hopefully one day you know if i can make something happen here i'll travel the world uk it's gonna be a spot i'll be over there for sure thank you guys so much um, for all my people in Canada, I have been to Niagara Falls, have been in Toronto. 5% of you guys listen to me over there. Thank you guys so much. I always wanted to go to Germany. 4% of you guys listen to me in Germany one day for sure. I got to go over there to Germany to see what's up with all my people there. People in India, 4% of you guys be listening to me. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much. Hopefully you guys are learning a lot from me. People in the United Arab Emirates. I don't want to botch that. Don't want to botch that. But uh, 3% of you guys listen to me. Thank you guys so much. Netherlands, 2%. Appreciate it. Brazil, Brazil on the map here, 2%. Thank you guys. Australia, thank you, 2%. Nigeria, 
2%, Philippines, 2%, Denmark, 2%, Sweden, 1%, Malaysia, 1%, Bahrain, uh, 1%, hopefully I didn't botch that, Lithuania, 1%, and then it starts less than 1% from Argentina, Switzerland, Turkey, Morocco, Portugal, Spain, Poland, Singapore, Colombia, Kenya, South Africa, France, Mexico, Norway, Thailand, Malta, Gambia, Czech Republic, Greece, Belgium, Hong Kong, Russia, Iran, Ecuador, Benin, Ireland, uh, Qatar, Hungary, Kuwait, Romania, and the list goes on and on, guys. Japan, Italy, Australia, Austria. Um, so, you know, I appreciate all you guys. I really do appreciate all you guys. What else? 89.3 of you guys are male. Hey. It is a male-dominant uh, day trading, although I've seen a lot of girls coming in uh, dominating the scene. 10.7% of you guys, of you women, uh, listen to me. So thank you guys so much, ladies, for listening to me. Appreciate you guys as well listening to me. My age group, 28 to 34-year-old people listen to me. Hey, that's my people, man. I'm 34. I'm going to turn 35. 16% of 35 to 44-ish uh, listen to me. Uh, 20%... Um, 23 to 27 year olds listen to me and then nine percent is 45 to 59 year olds listen to me and believe it or not i got two percent of the people that listen to me are from zero to 17 years old guys it's all my age whoever the two percent are my young people listen to me man my young people you guys are 23 to 20 you guys are young too man Hey, I appreciate you guys. I hope I really, really can teach you guys. Because I started trading around that age. You know, I think I was like 20, 24. I don't want to. I can't remember right now, even when I started. But I started in 2011. Around there. So I was about 20. I say about 22, 23 years old when I started trading. Yeah, I was about 23 when I started, when I when I really first really started getting into trading. So, all my people from 23 to 27 uh, years old, 20% of you that listen to me, hey, you guys are in my heart, man. I really, really hope I can get you guys. But believe me, anybody from 28 to 59, if I can get you guys to be to the top of the world, I'm gonna make it my absolute mission to get you guys on the top of the world because I want to get there. I know you guys want to get there. We all want to get there. And this right here, never forget. I'm, only, I'm always going to represent my brand. It is what it is. This is mindset of a day trader.